Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bareback Facts. And as usual, I am your host, Big D. And I will be taking you on a journey once again into the realm of mythology and legends. And today I am going to be introducing you all to a very interesting character from the very very interesting religion of voodoo. Um, We'll talk a little bit about some of the basics, you know, some of the background of voodoo first, of course, but this character goes by the name of Baron Samedi, and he is one of the incarnations of death within this religion. He is essentially the Grim Reaper of voodoo. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with voodoo, voodoo is a syncretic religion that is practiced chiefly in Haiti, uh, and amongst the Haitian diaspora, um, you know, some people practice variants of it in Louisiana, uh, in Florida, uh, parts of the Caribbean. Um, so it's a it's a syncretic religion that incorporates some uh, some of the belief systems of people of East and West Africa, uh, some of the beliefs of people that were already indigenous to the Caribbean. It's all sort of a mishmash of very rich culture. Um, so, uh, the practitioners of voodoo are called voodooists or servants of the spirits, uh, and the word itself is first documented in 1658 uh, and is distinct, though very similar to the practices of voodoo in Louisiana, hence uh, the difference in spelling. Uh, voodoo uh, in Louisiana is spelled B O O D O. Haitian voodoo, however, is spelled a bit differently. Uh, it's V-O-D-O-U And there are some some Subtle differences Uh, Voodooists believe in a distant And unknowable creator god known As Fongi Literally translating to uh, The good god Uh, But he is not particularly of significance To us today Uh, Now while he doesn't intercede in human affairs uh, Voodooists direct their worship Towards spirits subservient to him Called the Loa And this is very important to us because Baron Samedi is one of the Loa. Now, every Loa is responsible for a particular aspect of life, with the dynamic and changing personalities of each Loa reflecting the many possibilities inherent to the aspects of life over which they preside. Now, these uh, these spirits, uh, in order to, are a very integral part of the day-to-day life of people who practice voodoo. In order to navigate their day life, daily lives, uh, people who practice voodoo cultivate personal relationships with the loa through uh, the presentation of offerings, the creation of personal altars and devotional objects, as well as participation in elaborate ceremonies, uh, as well as spiritual possessions. Um, so these are these are just a, a variety of ways in which people who practice voodoo 
communicate with the lower. Now, voodoo originated in the French slave colony of Saint-Domingue in the 18th century when the African religious practice was actively suppressed uh, and enslaved Africans were forced to convert, convert to Christianity. Now, religious practices of contemporary uh, voodoo are descended from and closely related to West African voodoo as practiced by, uh, practiced by the Fonda Nui. Uh, now, uh, voodoo also incorporates elements and symbolism from other African peoples, including the Yoruba and Bakongo, as well as the Taino uh, religious beliefs and European spirituality, including uh, Roman Catholic Christianity, European mysticism, Freemasonry, uh, and many other influences. So again, it's a mismatch of many different uh, philosophies, many different religions, uh, and like so many syncretic religions, they borrow uh, things that uh, just make sense. They, they like the way it sounds. It works. It works for me. I'm going to take it. Uh, now, those in the Haitian voodoo practices uh, that serve the loa are, called, are the bokor. Now, the bokor are the voodoo priests or priestesses uh, who can be hired to perform uh, various forms of sorcery. Now, the bokor practice both light and dark forms of magic. And the dark magic that they practice revolves mainly around the creation of zombies through the use of a mixture of poisons. Uh, Supposedly, uh, these poisons are derived mainly from puffer fish and other poisonous substances. Now, this is a whole other spiel, so we won't get too wrapped up into it. But we are concerned with is the Gata. Now, the Gata are the largest uh, family of Loa in voodoo. Uh, they embody the power of death and fertility, and they are traditionally led by figures known as the barons. Uh, now, the barons are Lacroix, the Medi, Cimetière, and Criminel, uh, as well as Mom and Bridget. Now, uh, the Gaeta, are, uh, as a family, are incredibly loud, uh, although rarely to the point of a real insult, uh, which is kind of important, they're kind of manly in some ways. Uh, they're incredibly sexual. Uh, and they usually are a lot of fun. Uh, as those who have lived already, uh, the Gata have nothing to fear, uh, and they frequently display how far past consequence and feeling they are when they come through in a service. Uh, they, you know, there's rituals involving uh, these spirits in which they've supposedly appeared and eat, eaten glass, raw chili peppers, and anointed their sensitive areas with chili rum. Uh, their traditional colors are black and purple, uh, and they are, uh, they're quite the flamboyant bunch. Now, Samedi, uh, our subject of today, is pictured often as a tall, handsome, uh, dark-skinned man wearing a top hat, which is either white or black, uh, depending on various depictions of him. Uh, he is always wearing a black tuxedo and dark glasses, uh, and he carries a cane and smokes cigarettes or cigars quite frequently, and is sometimes shown with cotton plugs in each nostril, reflecting the practice of Haitian burials. Now, other representations show him with a more skeletal appearance. He is seen regularly swigging alcohol, uh, predominantly rum. Rum seems to be his drink of choice. Uh, And he is known specifically for dancing, being disruptive, being incredibly obscene, uh, and debauching. And for those of you out there who don't know what that means, uh, he likes the ladies. He's a big fan. Now, none of which of the none of these things supposedly get in the way of its actual duties of healing those near or approaching death, as it is only uh, Baron Samedi 
who can accept an individual into the realm of the dead. Now, uh, Baron Samedi spends most of his time in the invisible realm of the spirits uh, and is notorious for his outrageous behavior. Uh, he is noted as swearing continuously. He makes a lot of filthy jokes to other spirits and to people. Uh, he's a card. He's a cut up. He likes to do this, these things. You know, he's he's always cutting up. Uh, he's married to another powerful spirit known as Maman Brigitte. Uh, and Baron Samedi can usually be found at the crossroads between the worlds of the living and the dead. Now, when someone dies, he digs their grave and greets their soul after they've been buried, leading them to the underworld. Now, um, his counterpart, his better half, as it were, Maman and, Mom and uh, is actually similarly crazy. Uh, she drinks rum infused with hot peppers and is symbolized, symbolized by a black rooster. Like Baron and the Gaeta, she uses uh, obscenities, protecting gravestones and cemeteries if they're properly marked with a cross. Uh, ultimately, she spends most of her time kind of partying it up with Baron Samedi, which is kind of cool, really. They're, you know, the, par- the couple that parties together stays together, I guess, for eternity. Um, they're accompanied by two other barons, or I should say three other barons uh, of similar importance, uh, Baron Lacroix. Uh, the cross is the ultimate and suave and sophisticated spirit of death, quite cultured and debonair. He is an existential philosophy, uh, has an existential philosophy about death, finding death's reason for being both humorous, be, being both humorous and absurd. Uh, he is the extreme expression of individuality and offers to you the reminder of delighting in life's pleasures. Um, Baron Cimetier is said to be the male guardian of the cemetery, protecting its graves. His horses wear tuxedos or tails and a top hat, uh, and they have expensive tastes, smoking cigars, drinking wine or fine liquor. Uh, they're just as crass as the other Gata, but uh, polite manners, upper class airs while doing it. So uh, the Barons, they're awesome, uh, is, is kind of kind of what they're getting at. They, they like to party. Uh, Baron Samedi uh, and his buddies, the other Barons, they like to party. Uh, Baron Criminel is, the much, is a much feared spirit or lower in the Haitian voodoo religion. Uh, he is envisioned as a murderer who's been condemned to death and is evoked invoked to pronounce swift judgment. Uh, when a person becomes possessed by Baron Criminel, they shout obscenities, spit, and try to stab surrounding people. Uh, if during possession Baron Criminel is presented with food he does not like, he will bite chunks out of the arms of the possessed person. He sometimes calls for the sacrifices of black chickens to be doused in petrol and set alight, and the shrieking of the chickens when being burned alive is said to appeal to the cruel nature of Baron Criminel uh, and appease him. So, uh, these are some of the many faces of death within the voodoo religion, within Haitian voodoo. Uh, Baron Criminel is said to be one of Baron Samedi's many aspects. Uh, he will often grant requests. Uh, in lieu, he is said to return on Fate Gata, the Voodoo's Festival of the Dead, to claim payment. So if you make a deal uh, with Baron Samedi when he is actually uh, you know, in his other form of Baron Criminel, uh, be prepared on November 2nd for him to come claim payment, because if you aren't prepared, he'll drag your soul to hell. Uh, Baron Criminel is often represented by Saint by Saint Martin de Porres, because, perhaps because his feast day is November 3rd, the day after the Fitkeda. Uh His colors include black, purple, white, and deep blood red. Uh, so these are all sort of representations of Baron Samedi. Now, Samedi ensures 
uh, he's very important to this religion for mul- multitude of reasons, as you're learning here. Uh, he also ensures that all corpses rot in the ground, and to stop, uh, which, which stops any soul from being brought back as a brainless zombie. Uh, I said before that zombies were a form of social control uh, within the voodoo religion. That's when I did zombies. Uh, and Samedi is the anti-zombie guy. He makes sure people don't come back and eat your brain. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, what he demands in return depends on his mood, uh, unfortunately. Sometimes he's content with his followers wearing black, white, or purple clothes and using sacred objects. He may simply ask for a small gift of cigars, rum, black coffee, grilled peanuts, or bread. Hey, listen, it's good to be king. Uh, if I was a god, I would definitely not be requesting peanuts, but the rum, uh, cigars, and black coffee, I'm down. Okay, we'll, we, uh, I can see where Samedi's going with this. This is some good stuff. Um, the most well-known representation of Baron Samedi in film is in the James Bond film Live and Let Die, by the way. Uh, so he has been portrayed in film. Baron Smetty is actually uh, pretty famous. Um, but Baron Smetty uh, is uh, possesses these other carn- incarnations of himself. He's the head of the greater family of Loa, uh, so he is the the guy that runs the family. Now, in addition to being uh, the Loa uh, of, of death, he's also the Loa of resurrection. And in the latter capacity, he's often called upon for healing by those uh, near or approaching death, as it is only him who can accept an individual into the realm of death. He can also refuse a soul entering in the realm of the dead, uh, thereby uh, restoring that person's vitality and letting them live. Uh, he spends most of his time, you know, again, partying and, and doing what he wants to do. Uh, he's been linked specifically to magic, ancestor worship, and death. Uh, these lesser spirits, all dressed like the Baron, are also uh, all as rude and crude as him, but not nearly as charming as their master. Uh, they help carry the dead to the underworld. Baron Smetti uh, is said to be accompanied by spirits all wearing top hats. Uh, because he's classy, and he wants his Grim Reapers to be classy too. Uh, he he's he's rocking a he's rocking a tux, man. He he needs to be surrounded by classy people. Uh, so at least if Baron Samedi comes for your soul and his ghost uh, ghost Loa decide to come with him, they're going to be dapper. They're dapper ghosts. You got to be. You got to love it. Uh, as in addition to being master of the dead, Baron Samedi is also a giver of life. Uh, he is said to be able to cure any mortal of any illness, uh, disease, or wound of any kind if he thinks it's worth his time. Uh, Baron Samedi is called upon often to heal people on the brink of death, uh, and it is said that if Baron Samedi restores your health, that you have a great destiny ahead of you, that you mean something to that god. So uh, Baron Samedi, quite uh, an influential spirit. Now, his powers are especially great when it comes to voodoo curses and black magic even if somebody's been afflicted by a hex that brings them to the verge of death they will not die if the baron refuses to dig their grave so long as baron Samedi uh keeps them out of the ground they will live they will come out so as long as baron Samedi decides that a person is to live they will live uh potentially um preventing them from falling uh 
uh, into the hands of people who would use black magic against them. Uh, Baron Smetty also, again, is called upon to repel the undead because of this, because there are great concerns among those who practice voodoo about zombies uh, and the like. You don't want to, you don't want to um, be stirring up zombies because that's just a problem. You don't, you just don't want it. Baron Samedi uh, will prevent that from happening, and that's what we want. We don't want people rising from the dead. Um, interestingly enough, Baron Samedi is not really spoken of as being particularly terrifying. It's only uh, the incarnation of him known as Baron Criminal uh, that is particularly negative. All the incarnations of him are kind of rude uh, and raucous spirits. Uh, none of them have the sinister aspect of them that Criminal has. Criminal is the incarnation of Baron Samedi uh, that is most violent, uh, represented uh, in the fact that when he possesses people, oftentimes they become incredibly irrational, they become violent, they will lash out at people around them, they will attempt to bite and cut and stab at people, uh, all which are quite disturbing things. Now, uh, Baron Samedi is also quite notorious. Uh, He is said to uh, always be wearing a tuxedo, uh, and he's always got a glass of his favorite rum or bottle of his favorite rum and a cigar close at hand. Uh, He's said to be incredibly rowdy and rude, and when he's not ferrying spirits of the dead to the underworld, he's out uh, sleeping with people's wives. Uh, Baron Samedi has often been accused of you know, causing women to cheat on their husbands uh, because it's said that Baron Samedi uh, can appear to women, uh, particularly married women, uh, and uh, he likes to uh, he likes to get weird. He likes to get freaky with them. And what are you going to do to stop it? I mean, he's I mean, he could put you in the ground. I mean, he's basically the Grim Reaper. One touch from him, all he's got to do is dig your grave and throw you in it. Uh, you know, if he wants your wife, I guess that's what's going down today. Um, so he's he's got a lot of different names. Uh, his name roughly is translated to Baron Saturday, uh, since the word Samedi is French for Saturday. Uh, he's been uh, increasingly popular for spell work in uh, other other variations of voodoo, such as hoodoo. Uh, he's also got he's got a couple of other names. He's known as Bawan uh, Samedi. Bawan Samedi and Baron Samedi. So uh, he's one of the, and again, he's one of the major loas within voodoo practices. Um, As with other depictions of the circle of life, he's an integral part of the spiritual realm, being that he holds the end of all beings and carries them on to the next life, which in this case is the underworld recognized uh, by practitioners of 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 voodoo or hoodoo. He's responsible uh, for corpses. Uh, and their bodies, he's he's there to make sure that you decompose in your grave to re- prevent you from returning to life as a zombie, uh, which are within voodoo lifeless shells of humanity that can wreak havoc upon the community. Uh, while he, now while he is a god uh, in every sense of the word, you will know he, he it's in in pretty much every depiction of him he's depicted in a somewhat menacing uh, and negative light at times. Uh, you know, be, being the fact that he's almost always predict, you know, uh, depicted as skeletal. Um, 
Baron Semedi, according to what's written down on him, seems to enjoy the fact that he looks particularly spooky. Uh, he can be both your guardian or he can be your worst living nightmare. Uh, he is moody, and it, and it depends on your luck on that day, whether when you meet him, uh, whether or not he's willing to help you out or not. Uh, moodiness, uh, you know, such moodiness on his part, for example, may mean that he can let you die of a fatal hex right away or let you live by not helping you, but instead uh, by not being in the mood to accompany you anywhere. Um, so he could uh, leave a person in the lurch. Uh, Baron Samedi has been, a, you know, oftentimes people that are suffering and, and, and dying and doing so at an agonizingly slow pace. So they're suffering uh, on the way out are said to have probably angered Baron Samedi. They pissed him off, so now he won't let them die peacefully. He just makes you suffer until you just eventually, eventually he changes his mind and comes by and takes your soul, uh, but only after you suffer a great deal. Um, his moodiness also means that he could ask for different prices for his favors. On a good day, it may suffice for the callers to just wear black, but on a bad day, as I mentioned before, uh, he may want a full ritual. Uh, sometimes lasting days. Uh, he's dangerous because he is incredibly powerful. Uh, men will men tend to always seek out his help despite the dangers of upsetting him. Uh, while I mentioned that he is the Loa of death and resurrection, he's also the deity of sex. Uh, obscenity and depra- depravity are his hallmarks. Uh, he's always depicted with sexual symbols aside from his general appearance. Uh, and it's said by meditating on his picture, you may also become possessed by him. Uh, commonly, some people have come out of trances with news that they carried out of all, sor- uh, out, all sorts of outrageous acts, such as cussing and speaking lewdly. This, again, may be born of his mood, but most likely you will have done something to agitate him mildly. Uh, offending Baron Semedi could, in a major way, could lead you to expect much worse than simply saying some naughty words. Uh, Baron Samedi is said to not only possess dominion over life and death, but also over sexual energy. And those who agitate Baron Samedi might find themselves sleeping with some very colorful characters throughout the day and night. Uh, Baron Samedi uh, can help with the newly dead. He can let them cross over to the other side in peace. Uh, But he also decides when one passes as it comes to us all. His desire uh, is to help those in life and those that cross over. Uh, now, with sex, it's also about new beginnings, the start of love, life, and peace. Uh, for the, for Baron Samedi, sex is the ultimate new beginning uh, because it is the it is the practice of creation. Uh, Baron Samedi loves children. He will he is said to be invoked specifically to protect children, uh, especially uh, those who are have been recently conceived. Uh, they, it's said amongst people who practice voodoo uh, that Baron Samedi will protect and defend children. Uh, the Baron is to be taken incredibly seriously. When called upon, he can help with hot foot, uh, footing work, uh, death, resurrection, romantic affairs, and even employment questions. In addition, he can be called upon to get revenge on your enemies. Uh, to find Baron Samedi, individuals are encouraged to go to the crossroads or to graveyards. Uh, the Baron, Baron Samedi's altars are surrounded often with iron chains, uh, candy, orchids, raw sugar, rum, pipes, cigarettes, cigars, um, 
bottles containing 25 chilies, coins, and wooden penises. Uh, because why not? Just, just why not? Uh, he's crossing all kinds of lines. Just why not? Uh, just keep in mind, it also never hurts to keep a stash of rum and a box of cigars when you've earned the right to be graced by the one and only Baron Samedi because uh, he's a big drinker. He loves cigars. Uh, so if you're going to um, if you're going to be invoking Baron Smetty anytime soon, you might you might just want uh, to keep those things handy. Uh, now Baron Smetty is seen by many as a walking contradiction because he rules over both sex, death, and life. Uh, but really, he's not much of a contradiction because Baron Samedi seems to transcend uh, the, many, the, the entire circle of life, the idea of creation, uh, then uh, life itself, the, the, act, the act of living, the, the process of life, and then eventual death. Um, so Baron Samedi really is a god that's sort of with you at the beginning, with you in the middle, and then with you at the very end. Uh, now, whether or not he's in a good mood with you the entire time he's with you is another story entirely. Uh, but really, it, it, I think it's very interesting that uh, Baron Samedi has these many incarnations of himself, uh, and he has so many uh, things that he is associated with. Um, now, Baron, Baron Samedi's also uh, been associated with with jokes uh, and and. Uh, particularly dirty ones he said to it, it's said to be pretty easy to win his favor with a dirty joke he loves to party so uh the cigars and rum are always a good idea to keep them around if you're trying to uh get on his good side uh but he also uh he's also got a wonderful sense of humor according to uh voodooist uh he he enjoys his solitude but he does love to party and he's got a wonderful sense of humor uh the dirtier the jokes you tell him the better uh but despite all this, he is incredibly reverent towards the dead, uh, especially as they cross over to the other side. He waits patiently, quietly. Uh, he doesn't uh, crack jokes at the dead's expense. Uh, and when he shows up, when when he shows up in rituals, uh, he's treated with deference and reverence, uh, despite his sort of party animal nature. People still know that when it's when you when you've invoked Baron Samedi. Uh, it's time to get out of serious business. Uh, Baron Samedi is known, despite for the fact that he, despite the fact that he is uh, sort of associated with a very capricious attitude, and that he he's likely to change on a dime. He is incredibly honest. Uh, it said, you know, people warn, uh, voodooists warn that if you ask Baron Samedi a question, be prepared for an answer because he will tell you the truth. Uh, don't ask big questions if you don't want big answers. Uh, one of the most important uh, things associated with the Baron is that life to um, one of the most important uh, associations that have been uh, attributed to Baron Samedi is that the the lesson that life is too short to be unhappy. Uh, Baron Samedi is a very chaotic figure, uh, but he's despite the fact that he's got this job of burying souls of dead people, which is a very sad job because once you're dead, you're dead, right? Uh, the party is over. But Baron Samedi's uh, whole theme is that the party doesn't stop. Uh, the party doesn't have to stop just because your um, Baron Samedi uh, teaches us that life is too short to be unhappy the whole time. He wants you to find your true happiness 
Uh, and he also tells us that the dead are to be honored and respected, especially your ancestors. Um, you want to keep, you want to respect those family, you, your family members, and now that they've uh, uh, passed over you. And interestingly enough, uh, Baron Samedi is also the guardian of of the dead. Uh, many people have thought that because of his lordship over sex and death, that the Baron would be involved with uh, necrophilia. Uh, but uh, voodooists are quick very quick to shoot this down uh, as they said that he is the guardian of the dead and this would be considered harming the dead. Uh, Baron Samedi is the protector of the spirits and the protector of the dead and because of this uh, any forms of disrespect towards the dead would be considered absolutely taboo. So this would this would definitely shoot a hole in that. Uh, now he is, while he is the lord of death uh he doesn't just end life. Uh, he can end a situation. He can end an argument and a relationship. Uh, he, Bar- Baron is also uh, there at the end of a job well done. Important to remember that Baron, the Baron Samedi is supposedly there with you at every act and in every regard and every part of your life. So uh, while he is, uh, w- w- while you go about your day-to-day life, the Baron uh, is, is partying on through life with you. Uh, for him, life is a party. It's a party that never ends. Uh, and when you die, the party doesn't have to end either. Uh, the Baron is there. He's waiting. He's been there the entire time. And there is a sense of comfort there, uh, particularly for people who practice voodoo. This idea that, you know, there's somebody there. They're always there. Uh, they don't go away. Um, despite the fact that um, Baron Samedi is so unpredictable, he's still one of the most universally uh, at least within voodoo and hoodoo, he is the mo- one of the most universally respected and loved gods, uh, uh, members of the Loa that there are. Uh, Baron Smedi is is pretty much the mo- one of mo- one of the more popular ones, despite the fact that he does have some horrifying aspects to him. Uh, you know, there's that comfort that he's always there, and he is part of that the entire life cycle. Um, now. It, the Baron, you know, interestingly enough, despite the fact that he could leave you in the lurch, he could leave you to suffer, there is also that compassion that exists within the Baron, within Baron Samedi, uh, that he can, he does show concern, he does show care, uh, and he will be there at your end, and he is there to ease your passing too. So just because uh, Baron Samedi might be moody, might get angry, uh, he might be drunk, he might be out there partying it up when the time comes that you are at that last moment of your life, the Baron will arrive and he will ease your passing. He will take you to the other side because he knows uh, that, that life's not easy. Even if it is a party, uh, the party has its down, has its, has its downturns and that's where he's where he comes in. Now, Baron Samedi has been associated, again, I, I mentioned he's been some most, uh, associated with cemeteries uh, and associated uh, with gravestones, associated with the crossroads. But interestingly enough, he's also associated with partying, uh, as, as you might well imagine. Uh, people 
people have said that you can find Baron Samedi in uh, cemeteries, at the crossroads, deep woods, hospices, hospitals, uh, where people are uh, on, on death's door, adult bookstores, and strip bars, and also bars. Um, I mean, honestly, this is the kind of God that you kind of want to hang out with. Uh, he's always partying, and he loves, he loves life. Uh, it's interesting that Baron Samedi is represented as sort of partying because he's getting the most, I mean, he's kind of always in this perpetual state of party, but uh, the interesting thing about that is that he is sort of sucking the marrow out of life uh, to sort of steal a quote from one of my favorite movies, uh, Dead Poet Society. He's sucking the marrow of life. Uh, He is getting every single good thing out of life that he can get. Uh, and, and by doing that, he's sort of setting the ultimate example for us that we should appreciate every single part of our lives because life is fleeting. Life ends so quickly. It's over before you know it. You never know how much time you've got. Uh, you, you never know what could happen. You never know when your time, when the, when your clock is going to run out. And because of this, uh, it's very. It, it's actually kind of fitting that this god of death, this this guardian of the dead, presented as sort of a party animal, because he is getting the most out of life. He is showing you sort of the way that you're supposed to live. And that and I don't necessarily mean that you have to party every single day of your life and get absolutely trashed and 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 have no control of yourself. What that means is you should appreciate life, should not really necessarily follow in Baron Samedi's example or in his footsteps, you know, as to party all the time. Because remember that in in voodoo, Baron Samedi is is a spirit, right? He has moved on from the realm of the physical. He doesn't have the consequences that we have uh, as physical beings. We there are consequences for us uh, who want to party too hardy okay there are consequences we'll have health problems we'll have uh, relationships fall apart bad things will happen to us we party too hardy uh, and we don't get a rain on that uh, it makes it difficult for us to uh, get through our day-to-day life but what i mean by following in the footsteps of baron Samedi is sucking the marrow of life sucking the very marrow out of it enjoying every single breath of air that you get as a gift because that's what it is uh and you know we get so wrapped up in our day-to-day lives, right? We get so wrapped up in our day-to-day lives. We get stressed out. We get, we get, uh, we get worn down. We're not happy. We're always, you know, we're, we're tired. We get beaten down and we just start thinking to ourselves, wouldn't it just be great if I didn't have to do this anymore? We don't take into consideration how little time we've got. We're not embracing life. We're not capture. We're not chasing down our dreams anymore. And Baron Samedi is always doing this. Yes, he's out there drinking and partying and womanizing, but I mean, he's already passed on. So he's come back from this from the spiritual realm to enjoy what life has to offer and to go on this journey of life with us. He reaches from beyond the realm of spirits to live life alongside you, 
to suck at the very marrow of life alongside you, to be the example of how to embrace life and how to find your passion, how to find your happiness. And if Baron Sermetti is following you, how happy are you today? That's the real question you have to ask yourself. How much of the, how are you taking advantage of all the opportunities at your disposal? Are you embracing life? Are you taking risks, taking chances? Um, are you living your dreams out? Are you giving Baron Samedi something the marrow out of, or are you just a husk? Are you just a dried out, tired, worn down, miserable individual who just can't can't find it in themselves to look beyond the minute problems in the world and in your life to find the joys. When you look into a, when you look at a character like Baron Samedi, a spirit that follows you through life and has this glorious grand time the whole time until you die. He's partying it up alongside you as you die. But think about a spirit that's partying in the background while you're at work, miserable. Think about a spirit that's partying in the background while you're yelling and hollering and carrying on about how everything's not fair, about how life's just not right, how you just wish you'd you should have, could have, would have. And the whole time you're doing this, Baron Samedi is living life alongside you. But he's partying. He's getting the most out of life. But you, you're not. You're letting opportunities pass you by. You're letting the joys, the little simple pleasures in life escape you. Now, that's something powerful to think about. We get into these we get into these stories about gods and spirits and, and people are so concerned about whether or not we can prove it, whether or not it's real. They're not concerned with the lessons they can learn from, from, in, from, from these stories about these guys. Uh, we're not so concerned anymore with, about the things that we can gain from them, which to me is, is really the saddest part about what we, what we lose when we don't think about theology in this different way, about religion in, in, in a more refined way. We're so concerned about where we're going to spend eternity that we're not enjoying right now. People are so concerned about where they're going to go when they die that they're not living in the now. We're so concerned about what everybody else is doing that we're not focused on what we're doing. We need to be focused on what we're doing, what we're trying to achieve, what we're trying to do. We are always focused on, on the exterior. We're focused on what everybody else has got and what, everybody else, what, what makes everybody else happy. What makes everyone else happy doesn't necessarily make you happy. And even if you have what they have, you'll never be happy because it's not what you really want. You're following this whole idea that you've got to have what someone else has to be happy. I see people all the time on social media looking at other people's lives 
uh, in the social media world. They're like, why can't I just have their life? Why can't I have their life? Why can't I be like that person? I want to be like that rich and famous guy over there. Look at him. Look at how beautiful he is. He's got all the money. He's got the beautiful wife. Uh, A primary example, and and by no means, by no stretch of the imagination, do I want to make it sound like I don't like this person because I I got respect for him. They they they're doing their own thing. Uh, They've been incredibly successful, and I wouldn't take away anybody's success. But look at a guy. But we look at people's lives. We look at people like like uh, Chris Pratt or. Scarlett Johansson, they're beautiful people. They've got money. They've got fame. People want to be them. They're so focused on wanting to be like these people or become these people that they're not becoming themselves. And that is the real lesson we can take away from stories like the one I'm te- like the one we've talked about today about Baron Samedi. We're, we're, we're so concerned about being somebody else that we don't want to find who we are. We're, we don't know who we are. We're too busy focused on becoming someone else, about, on modeling our lives after somebody else's life. Their life is not your life. You're not them. You're you. And you've got to find out who you are as a person and what you want as a person. And then you can find your happiness. Then Baron Samedi can party in the background of your life, and it'll feel like you're partying together because then you will find your groove. You will find your eternal party because you're going to find that there's that sweet poetry in motion in your life because you're doing what you were meant to do. You found what makes you happy. You found what drives you. What drives me is sharing these stories with you guys. What drives me is educating people. What drives me is trying to make the world a better place, trying to find the light and all the darkness around us. That's what drives me, trying to make a difference. But what drives you, what drives me, drives someone else. What drives me doesn't have to drive you. I would never tell anybody to model themselves after me. I don't want anybody else to be me. I want to be me. And I don't want to be anybody else. I want to be myself. I don't want to wake up tomorrow and be another person. I'm doing just fine being myself. I want to be who I am. I want my own Baron Samedi to be partying it up alongside me, thinking to himself, look at this guy. He's doing, his life is poetry in motion. He's got it going on, doing his thing. That's what you've got to find for yourself. You've got to be able to find that in yourself. The only way that you can find your happiness, that you can find your equilibrium with your Baron Samedi, is to find out what drives you, to find out what you're passionate about, to find out what makes you feel good, what makes you feel like you're doing what you need to be doing. You need to find your calling. You can't be worried about what everybody else is doing because what everybody else is doing is their calling. It's what they're trying to do. They're on their journey. We're all on our own journey, and nobody can do our nobody can walk our journey for us. Nobody can walk the path that we walk in life for us. We've got to take those steps ourselves. And because of that, you can't model your life after any other person. Because you're not them and you'll never be them. No matter how hard you try, you will never be that person. 
And no matter how hard you try to be them, you will never be happy because you're not embracing who you are and who you were meant to be. You have a glorious destiny ahead of you. Each and every person listening to me today has their own glorious destiny. And it may not be up to you right this minute what it is, but it will come to you. When you take the time to sit back and think about what makes me happy, what drives me, what is it that makes me want to go on, what is it that propels me forward, what am I striving towards, what are my goals, what do I desire, what do I want? And I don't mean just want temporarily. What is it that I want most in my life? What do I want to do? What do I want my legacy to be? These are the big questions we have to ask ourselves. And nobody can ask those questions for you. You've got to ask them yourself. And you've got to ask yourself and your universe for them. Each one of us is in our own universe. We're all part of one universe, but we're in our own. Everything we see Everything we do, everything we experience, that's unique to us. That's our universe. And we can rule our own universes like absolute beings. You can rule your own universe like a god if you truly want to. You can have your own party. Your life can be your party. You don't want to get you don't need to get invited to everybody else's party. You just need to get invited to your party. You need to find your own party. And when you do, people are going to take notice of your party. And that is the real difference you can make. When you find your groove in life, when you find what drives you, what makes you, what makes you tick, what makes you want to do things, what makes you want to get up, run out, and go do it, when you find out what you're passionate about and you pursue it, You won't have to worry about changing the world and making it a better place anymore because you'll be making your life better and the people you encounter will sense that difference in you. And they'll say to themselves, that guy or that girl was different. They knew what they wanted. They had drive. They had guts. They had determination. They had grit. They went out there and they did it. You won't have to worry about trying to be famous like these other people that are famous. Because you'll be famous to somebody who met you. You'll be famous to somebody else. And you can be famous to yourself. That's a better gift. That's a better thing that you can than, than being somebody else. That's better than being, being Chris Pratt or Scarlett Johansson. That, you're, you're your own self. You're your own celebrity. And when you start looking at yourself as your own celebrity, coming your own biggest fan, then people are going to take notice of you. Then people are going to are, – that's how you gain people's attention. That's how you gain – that's how you make a difference in your world. That is how you gain and garner respect, by being who you are, by pursuing the things that make you happy, not because they're popular, not because it's easy, but because it's what you want to do, and you don't let anything stand in your way from getting to those goals. That's the lesson we can take away from Baron Samedi. We can suck the marrow from our own lives. We can be our own party. We can party with our own baron. And we don't need anybody else's party because we got our own. 
and it's exclusive. It's an exclusive party where the only people there are the people we like the most, us. And it sounds kind of lonely, but really is it? Because there are going to be people in your life that are long for the ride, and there's going to be people that are just passing through. And if you let yourself get wrapped up in the people that are passing through, you're going to forget all about the people that are along for the ride. There's always going to be people in your life that come and go, but there's also going to be people in your life that stick around. And when you go away, when you're gone and long, long gone and dust in the ground, you have to ask yourself this. How do you want those people that were along for the ride to talk about you? How do you want them to see you when you're gone? Do you want people to say that they missed you? Do you want to be missed? Or do you want people to say, yeah, like I was boring. That person was boring. You know, I mean, yeah, they, they, they just never made an impact on my life. Or do you want people to say that person had a passion for life? That person did everything in their power to be a better version of themselves they went out there and they grabbed their dreams by the horns and they beat it in submission. They made their world their own. Do you want people to look at you as an inspiration? If you do, you have to find your own inspiration within yourself. You've got to look at yourself for inspiration first. It's okay inspired. It's okay to have heroes, but it's important to remember that you won't be able to be, you can't be your heroes. But you can be your own hero. You can't be your saviors, but you can be your own savior. And maybe one day you can be somebody else's hero. You can be somebody else's salvation. But before you can do that, find yourself. And that's Is the lesson we can learn from Baron Samedi. The partying, debauching God of death who's with us from the beginning of life to the very end. Partying and sucking the marrow from every aspect of life. And teaching us one of the greatest lessons that we can learn. That we have to find our own party that we have to be willing to suck the marrow out of life and live it each and every day, live in the moment, and seize those moments for ourselves. Guys, that's all I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed learning about Baron Smetty, and I hope you guys took away a little something from this lesson. I hope you guys start living life gloriously. I hope you find yourself and find what you're passionate about because that's what this is all about, man. That's what it's all about. It's not, it doesn't have to be doom and gloom, guys. 20 years from now, you're not going to care who won the Super Bowl in 2017. 20 years from now, you're not going to care who the NBA champions were in 2017. 20 years from now, you're not going to care what the hit television series was on. 20 years from now, you're going to be thinking about one of two things. You're going to look back and say, I made the right call 
I made the right choices. Look at where I am today. Couldn't be happier with where my life's at today. You're going to look back and you're going to say, man, I got caught up in all the things. I got caught up in all the distractions. I left myself out to dry. And I left so many opportunities on the table. And now I'm stuck with this. So take a little something from this today. I hope this really helps a lot of people out. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I've got I've got a little I've got some source material for you guys. Of course, as always, I like to I like to give you guys something to go look at, something to go read. Don't take my word for it. Do your own reading on on Baron Samedi if you're in, if you're interested in, in 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 learning some more about Voodoo or Baron Samedi. Uh, do your own reading. Uh, so I'll give you some some stuff to check out. You can check out uh, Voodoo, the Sur- Voodoo Search for the Spirit uh, by Lana Kerbin. Uh, you can look at The Voodoo Gods uh, by Maya Duren. Uh, you can also look at um, Castle's Encyclopedia of Queer Myth, Symbol, and Spirit. Uh, I believe that's compiled and edited by Randy P. Connor and David H. Hat- uh, David Hatfield Sparks uh, and Maria Sparks, as well as uh, you can take a look at uh, Creole Religions of the Caribbean. And also, I would suggest Taking a look at um, one second. Uh, I'd also uh, take a look at the cross of Baron Samedi. Um, there's lots and lots of fiction on Baron Samedi. Uh, but take a look at the cross of Baron Samedi uh, by Dorman Richard. Um, I think you'll find uh, that it's uh, pretty interesting. Um, so it's a pretty interesting uh, read on, on the subject of, of Baron Samedi. Uh, you can also look at Baron Samedi by Jacques Sodul as well. So, uh, interesting sets of books. I hope you guys enjoyed the show today, and I hope you took away a lot from it. See you guys next week. And, of course, I will see you all on Sunday because no show would be com- – no, no week would be complete without straight football talks. Me – And Teddy the Bear Tate will be on Straight Football Talk this week. Um, We will be talking about just football. Just football. That's it. Just what we talk about, man. It's it's what we do. We talk about football. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to have a good time. Fortunately, guys, unfortunately, I have bad news. I didn't do too well in my fantasy league this week. With straight football talk. Teddy the Bear Tate and the other guys, they got me. So we'll be talking about that too. I'm going to have to eat some crow this week, but that's the way it goes. So catch me on Sunday for straight football talk. Uh, I believe, and I just want to check, double check, verify. I think, uh, I believe we have a guest this week. We do. We do indeed. Uh, this week, 
this weekend. Uh, we've got a, we've got uh, exclusive interview with uh, Carlos Taylor, uh, and we're going to be talking to him about uh, what it's like to be in the NFL, some NFL free agency talk, uh, and we'll talk about some of the news in the NFL uh, regarding you know injuries, transactions, uh, that old chestnut stats. Who who impressed? Who didn't impress? Um, I know things are kind of tenuous right now, but. It's a perfect time to just talk sports, man. Just talk sports. Get back to what – get back to uh, uh, arguing over things that don't matter. <laughs> you know, I just did a whole spiel on, on things that, you know, embracing life and, and all that, and then I say, you know, uh, argue over things that don't matter. But, you know, with so much tension uh, in today's society, it's, it's sometimes it's good to take a step back and – and really just breathe a little bit and and get back to having some good, clean fun. So, guys, I again, catch me live on Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern time for Straight Football Talk with Teddy the Bear Tate. I'm out of here. Be back next week. See you soon. <laughs>